Okay, The Talking Book is a 501c3 nonprofit audio publisher of independent literature. We're in Asheville, North Carolina, and because we're a nonprofit, we depend on donations from our listeners and supporters of independent publishing. So if you want to get involved, go to thetalkingbook.org. That's thetalkingbook.org. You can join our Patreon, uh, or you can come to Asheville and hang out with us, and we can record your book. We record books for authors and publishers. We'll make your audiobook. That's what we do. Hit us up. Uh, anyway, thanks so much for your support. Here's the show. Love ya. Spring. The young child peeks through the cracks. It was early spring and the air was still cool, but the sun had begun to grow in intensity, making Jack's long sleeves and pants feel uncomfortable and suffocating as the unobstructed rays beat down on his shoulders and back. He held a lifeless dove in his small hand. His chubby fingers were too short to wrap around the warm, plump body of the bird. He held it up to his face, turning his head to the side, mimicking the way the bird's head was flopped over, limp and inanimate. This was his first experience with death, and he could feel the fascination turn to sadness as the permanence of death dawned on him, and the blood from the fatal wound ran through his fingers and down the back of his hand. The feathers, which were squished between his fingers, felt soft like velvet and oily, and the bird felt weightless, and as he held it he felt big and powerful, though he was still too small to shoot a gun. He could smell the gunpowder in the air and the cigarette smoke on his clothes from his father smoking in the truck as he drove out to the family hunting ranch. He looked at the lifeless eyes of the lifeless creature in his hand and he wanted to shed a tear, but he knew that the ranch was no place for tears. He learned that the hard way earlier in the day when he first got to the ranch. He was standing by his father's truck, pissing on the tire, and he didn't realize that he had stepped in an ant bed. By the time he finished his piss, they were all over him, crawling up his pant legs, biting his young skin. He screamed and cried and scared away the birds that his father and his friends were hunting, and his father came over and gave him a smack that he would never forget. He told his son that when he was at the ranch, he was a man and he was expected to act like a man or he wouldn't bring him back out. He took off his pants and cleaned out all the bugs and scratched all the itching bites and he put everything back on and went back out with the men who were looking for doves to shoot. After his father shot his first dove of the day, he told him to run over to where it landed and pick it up for him and bring it back and he excitedly jumped over rocks and cactus and darted between mesquite bushes until he got to the bird, which was still twitching and flapping before he picked it up. The way it flapped one wing and kicked up dust looked playful to him at first, and he had fun trying to catch it and hold it still. But when it stopped moving, that's when he realized what had happened, and that's when he felt the feelings that he knew he wasn't supposed to feel. He was so focused on the bird in his hand that he didn't hear his older brother running up behind him. When his brother got to him, he snatched the bird out of his hand, put its head between his fingers, and made a tight fist, 
Then he twisted and pulled, ripping the head from the body, all in one fluid movement. He tossed the head on the ground, then tossed the body into a mesh bag he had tied around his waist. Then he went back running towards his father and the other men, jumping over rocks and dodging mesquite bushes like nothing had happened. Jack looked down at the head that was by his feet, and he used his boot to cover it up with dirt and rocks. Then he walked back to where the men were hunting. After his father had a six-pack in his system, he told Jack to come stand by him, and he pointed his gun at a small flock of sparrows that were perched on an old wooden fence near an old wooden windmill. He told his son that he was going to point the gun and it was his job to pull the trigger, and even though he was young, too young to shoot, he knew that the birds were not doves, and he asked his father why he wanted to shoot the birds, and his father told him he wanted him to know what it felt like to kill something. He told his son that the sparrows were shitbirds, which is what he and his friends called any birds that weren't dove or quail, and he told his son that when he was there at the ranch, he too could call them shitbirds because when he was out there, he was a man, not a kid, and he promised him that his mother would never find out. He looked at his father and said the words shitbird, and his father smiled, and he smiled back, and it was one of the most sincere, honest moments he'd ever shared with his father. He said it two more times until the words lost their potency, then his father scooted him in and showed him how to look down the barrel of the gun and line it up so he could hit the shitbirds. Then he put his finger on the trigger, and his father put his finger over his so he could squeeze it, and together they fired the weapon. The noise was so loud and the kick was so strong that he fell back onto his ass and he felt sharp sticks and rocks, but he didn't complain. He just smiled and laughed with his father, who thought it was hilarious, as did his friends who were standing by the truck drinking beers and watching. Then Jack and his brother ran over to the fence and found the dead sparrow, and his brother told him that it was his turn to pop the head off, and he didn't want to, but he didn't want to seem weak or scared, and he didn't want to get uninvited to the hunting ranch, so he picked it up and his brother showed him how to put the head between his fingers and make a fist. Then he told him to twist and pull quickly, not to hesitate or it wouldn't come off. But he hesitated. Plus his little hands were weak and the head didn't come off. He could just feel the bones inside the bird crack as he twisted and pulled. And he felt sad and guilty, but he smiled and told his brother that he wasn't strong enough. His brother picked up the bird and popped the head off easily. And Jack asked him why he had to do that and he just smiled and called him a pussy. Then he walked back over to the truck with the men, and Jack followed behind, angry that his brother had called him that, and still thinking about the way the cracking bones felt in his hand. That evening, the men's voices got louder as they switched from beer to whiskey. Jack sat on a metal chair on the front porch of the ranch house and shot his BB gun at lizards and bugs while the men threw darts inside and laughed and talked and smoked. Jack's brother and the son of one of the other men were in the cottage next to the ranch house where they were going to spend the night. He asked his brother if he could join him in the cottage, but he was told that he wasn't allowed. His brother and the other boy had stolen beers from the cooler in his dad's truck and also a can of Copenhagen, and they were drinking and dipping, and the older men knew what they were up to, but they pretended not to know. Jack was alone. He was just old enough to join him at the ranch, but still too young and too small to join in any of the fun. He walked around the ranch house as the sun went down and the air grew cool and dry and he watched the swarms of insects fluttering around the porch lights. Then he walked down the long driveway until the house and the cottage were nothing more than flickering lights and he looked up at the night sky. There were so many stars it looked like there was more light than darkness. He saw a shooting star and he jumped and pointed at it as if to show someone, but no one was there with him. And even if someone was out there with him looking up at the sky, he knew they wouldn't be as excited as he was to see it. He breathed in the cool air and he could smell the blood on his hands from the dead bird. He told himself that the next day he would make his father and his brother proud of him. He would shoot a bird on his own and pop the head off just like his brother and they would cheer for him and maybe even let him take a sip of a beer or a dip from a can of Copenhagen. 
He held his BB gun up to his shoulder and he pointed it up at the stars and he imagined that they were birds and he was shooting them all down one by one. In his mind, he could hear his father telling him good job and it made him smile. Then his fantasy was interrupted by the sound of a truck coming down the dirt road that led to the ranch house. He could see headlights on the horizon getting closer and he could hear the rumble of a diesel engine. He stepped off the road and hid behind a mesquite bush as the truck passed by. He could hear loud music inside the truck and loud female voices. He wondered if his mother had come to visit and for a second he got excited, thinking he would finally have someone to hang out with and talk to. But when the truck skidded to a stop in front of the ranch house, it wasn't his mother that got out. It was four young women and a large man that he had never seen before. He thought about how his father told him that the ranch was for men, and he wondered why those four women had been invited to join them. He ran over to the ranch house and put his BB gun down by the metal chair on the front porch and he went inside. The air was smoky and it smelled like liquor and the men's faces were all red and they had strange smiles that he had never seen before and their jaws were grinding and they looked ugly and scary. And he asked his father what was going on and his father got down on one knee and told him that some friends stopped by for a drink and that he needed to go to his room and get some sleep. He started to ask his father another question but his father stopped him and told him that whatever happened at the ranch stayed at the ranch. That if he ever talked about any of the things that he saw there he could never come back. He told his father that he understood and he wanted to stay up and shoot his BB gun outside but his father told him it was time for bed and that he would have plenty of time to shoot in the morning. He told his father goodnight that he went to his room which was just big enough to fit a bed and a dresser and he took off his dirty, damp, smelly hunting clothes and climbed into bed but he couldn't sleep. The voices of the men and the women were too loud and the music was too loud and his skin felt dirty and oily and he could smell the dry blood on his hands and the cigarette smoke in the air. So he just lay there, alone in the dark, staring up at the ceiling, wishing he was old enough to stay awake and be part of all the exciting things that he imagined were going on outside his door and over in the cottage. The voices got quieter when the sun started to come up. A chill came through his window and he could hear the women getting into their truck. He heard the big metal doors slam and the diesel engine start up, then everything got quiet and he finally nodded off to sleep.